we planted Connect Church in 2013, and just for a joke on that first Sunday, I thought I'd use this fake English accent, and people loved it, so now I've had to stick with it the whole time. It's the only reason they come on a Sunday, so I'm from Eureka originally, so... Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm from England, and I moved here uh, many, many years ago and married a young lady from Washington. Uh, we've been married for uh, 20 years now, and uh, I don't think we have. I think it's almost 20 years. No, yeah, we're getting close. So um, <laughs> should have prepared that. But um, raised our family here, love the community, uh, get to pastor a church not too far from here, and uh, just love Central Illinois. Just a great place to raise family. Uh, Peoria is a great city, but it's nice to kind of live in these small communities on the outside and uh, watch high school football games and enjoy the square and all the different things that these small communities offer. So love it. But um, I was thinking, you know, what I was going to speak about this morning, and we live in this uh, wonderful, maybe, age of social media where now we get to know what everyone thinks about everything. Uh, I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not. And it made me wonder, you know, back in the day before social media, how would you ever have known uh, what somebody thought? You know, how would you ever know what a stranger's opinion was on a topic? And I realized that the way you knew was by bumper stickers. Okay, people's bumper stickers. I mean, that's, that's all we had before Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. So we had to rely on a bumper sticker. So you'd pull up behind a car and you'd know, oh, this person's kind of environmentally conscious. You know, they care about some causes because they might have a, a bumper sticker like this, save our forest or save the whales or recycle or something like that. And you're like, okay, this is somebody who's, who's passionate about a cause. Uh, sometimes a bumper sticker can tell you about the stage of life that a person's at. You might see one like this and you're like, okay, yep, recognize that. Mom, dad, some kids, a couple of pets. Um, some people uh, aren't too thrilled that they've entered that stage of life. They have a bumper sticker like this. Uh, I used to be cool. <laughs> And it's on the back of their minivan because they've reached that transitional time in life where it's like we had to buy the minivan. So, But once they've accepted that stage of life that they're in, then they embrace it and they get to use bumper stickers like this, that they're a proud parent of an honor roll student. And the great thing is that these honor roll students, when they grow up to be parents of their own, they have bumper stickers. Here's one I found. It says, I was an honor student. I don't know what happened. <laughs> So there really is something for everything. And then maybe you're a family and uh, you've got lots of kids and you don't want the stick figures because you want it to be clear that there is one person in my family who's my favorite and you'd have a sticker like this. It's like, hey, it's my dog. I'm a doodle dad and I'm proud of it. Now, I know that there are some bumper stickers that have political leanings. Normally, it's more about why you don't like the other person than why you do like the person you do like. Um, but as followers of Jesus, we have our own bumper stickers. If you're a follower of Jesus here this morning, there's a, a whole bunch of different followers of Jesus. I mean, look at that. If, if there was any doubt about how this person felt, I'm pretty sure that person loves Jesus. Uh, it's, uh, it's kind of subtle, but it, it's right there. Um, and then other followers of Jesus, they may have something, which I, I found this one, I thought this was funny. Honk if you love Jesus, text if you want to meet him. So, <laughs> little public safety announcement there. But I, I show you these pictures to kind of set the scene for a phrase I wanted to talk about today, because it's the kind of phrase that you might see on a bumper sticker. Because as, as Christians, we've, we've got all sorts of choices, things like God is my co-pilot, everything happens for a reason, God helps those who help themselves. Maybe you've seen that on a bumper sticker or a, a fridge magnet or a poster or something. And they're nice sayings, and maybe we've heard them, or, but I often look at these sayings and these phrases, and sometimes these bumper stickers, and I find myself asking this question, is it biblically sound or does it just sound biblical? 
is this phrase biblically sound? Is this something that we as followers of Jesus should embrace and live by? Or does it just kind of sound biblical? Because there's a danger in believing something that, that maybe sounds biblical, but isn't actually truly lining up with Scripture. It kind of sets us up a little bit because we have these expectations of God that, that we would never find in Scripture. And I thought of this phrase, I want to look at this today because I think some of us have seen this. Maybe you've seen a bumper sticker with a phrase like this. It's a picture, I think, that's going to come up. If not, it's the phrase. There it is. God won't give you more than you can handle. God won't give you more than you can handle. And maybe you've seen that on a bumper sticker. Maybe you've seen that on a, a fridge magnet, a plaque of some sort of poster. And I want to ask that question this morning. Is this phrase biblically sound or does it just sound biblical? Because it sounds like a really good phrase, doesn't it? In fact, some of you here this morning were thinking, I thought that was in the Bible. I thought that was literally a verse in the Bible. Okay, I want to ask for a show of hands. But we're going to look at this verse this, or this uh, slogan this morning. And we're going to find out how it lines up with Scripture as a whole. But first, why would we even say it? When would we say it? Well, I think it's one of those kind of platitudes that we want to throw out when we have a friend or a family member or someone we know who's going through a, a difficult time and we're just not really sure what to say and, and we want to say something. So we're like, hey, hey, you got this or hang in there or don't give up or, or, or don't, don't worry, don't, don't forget, God won't give you more than you can handle. Felt good saying that. That'll help him as you walk away. <laughs> And maybe it's a pep talk you've given yourself at times when you're struggling, going through some, some difficult things. And while it sounds good to say and even good to hear, is it biblically sound or does it just sound biblical? You see, I think one of the reasons we don't question this is because it, it kind of lines up a little bit with our, our American lifestyle, our American culture, that can-do attitude, that idea of there is nothing that I can't handle. There is nothing that I can't figure out. If there is a problem, I'm going to come up with a solution. We've got that kind of mindset, haven't we, that we're a fixer. We're going we're gonna to find our way through this. I don't know if it's just a, a guy thing or if it's a Dave Jane thing, but I tend to, to be this person sometimes, that kind of, I got this mentality. I can remember several years ago, uh, my wife and I, we actually were working with a church up in the suburbs of Chicago, a city called Lake Zurich, and... Uh, the house we lived at up there, the, we'd had some water coming in the basement, and we were able to fix some of it, but we needed to get new trim. So I measured out all the trim in my basement. I knew exactly how much I needed. I drove to Menards, and I, I, I knew the measurements of how many feet of trim I needed. And I got there, and I got to the section that sells trim, and I purchased it. What I didn't realize was that when, when I bought it, it, was, it came in 12-foot lengths. So I was able to buy the right amount. I think I needed about eight pieces. But the problem I had was, this is the car I drove at the time. Uh, <laughs> I think that car's shorter than 12 feet. I mean, it's not, <laughs> so I'm like, well, maybe I can open a window and stick it out, you know. The obvious thing would have been to either not buy it or call a friend with the truck. But no, Dave J's got this. I'll figure out a way. And that's when I remembered that this car does this. Problem solved. So I sat in the car with the trim resting on top of the windshield. I had a little towel I put over the trunks so I didn't scratch. And I drove the two miles from to my house with 12 feet of trim holding it. I, I think it was a warm day. It might not have been. It could have been February. It was freezing. But I had the roof down. And I'm holding this trim because I got this. 
And isn't that true? Sometimes rather than ask for help when we're in a difficult situation, when we're facing a problem, rather than reach out for some assistance, we just want to find a way to fix it. And I wonder if that's why we like that phrase, God won't give you more than you can handle, because we like the idea of thinking, well, I can handle anything. And the danger is that with that kind of self-reliance mindset, it puts us in a place of saying, well, I don't need God, because I got this. When I face that difficulty in my life, when I face that struggle that I'm going through, I'm going to figure out a way to get through this. I think another reason that maybe we haven't questioned that phrase before when we've heard it is because it really does sound like it should be in the Bible. And I think the reason it does is because there is a verse that's very similar to that idea, but we're going to discover this morning is actually a little bit different. And it's a verse that Paul writes to a church in Corinth in 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13. He says this, and you're going to recognize this verse, some of you. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God is faithful. He will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you a way out so that you can endure. So just some context here. Paul's writing to a a group of Jesus followers in a city called Corinth in this brand new church, and they're new to the faith. And the city of Corinth itself was a pretty rough place. There was a lot of bad things going on. Uh, There was a lot of idol worship. There was even some temple prostitution. There was just some terrible things and some, some huge temptations around for people to do things outside of the will of God. So Paul's writing saying, hey, I know you're new to the faith. I know this is new, but, but don't succumb to these temptations. Don't give in to these temptations around you. In fact, I want to help you out here. I want to give you a promise that, that when you're faced with these, God will always show you a way to avoid them. There will always be a way. There will be no temptation beyond which you can stand. And that's great news, and I think that's just as true for us today when we face things that could cause us to, uh, could tempt us to do something we shouldn't do. Paul's saying he will not allow the temptation to be more than you can stand. But what he's not saying, and this is important, he's not saying he will not give you more burdens than you can stand. He will not give you more burdens. And I think that's where we get that idea a little bit confused sometimes when we think God won't give you more than you can handle. Well, he kind of said that, didn't it? No, no. What Paul said was God won't give you more temptations. He'll show you a way out. But we may still face burdens in our life. We may still face struggles in our life that just feel like it's more than we can stand. And it's important that we understand this. It's important that we understand the the slight inaccuracy in that bumper sticker because if we don't, it can cause us to question ourselves. When we face those difficulties, when we go through those challenging times, we're like, man, this, this just seems to be too hard. I just am having a really hard time getting through this. And because we kind of felt like, well, surely this can't be God because I felt that God wouldn't give me more than I could handle. So we start to question ourselves. Maybe we're at fault somehow. Maybe we're not being a very good follower of Jesus. It can cause us to question others. We can see others in our life, folks who maybe attend church with us or who who we know are followers of Jesus, and we see them overwhelmed by these these struggles. And we we can almost be a little bit judgmental, thinking, well, how strong is their faith? Because they seem to be pretty overwhelmed. And do they not realize that God won't give them more than they can handle? It can even cause us to question God. 
in the midst of those challenging times where it just feels like the weight of the world is on our shoulders, we can actually find ourselves getting upset, even angry with God. Because it feels like he's allowing us to face more burdens than we can stand, even though the bumper sticker on the back of that Ford Focus said he wouldn't do this. We're like, God. But maybe that bumper sticker sounded biblical, but wasn't completely biblically sound. So what I want to do this morning is just change it a little bit and and enlighten us this morning. Maybe just share with us what the truth actually is. Share the truth. And I think once we understand it, it's going to sound a little bit bad at first, but once we fully understand it, it's going to be so liberating to all of us here this morning. Because the truth is that sometimes you will face more than you can handle. As a follower of Jesus here this morning, sometimes you will face more than you can handle. I say, well, Dave, that's not very good news. You're a guest speaker. (laughs) Bring us a good message. This doesn't sound like a good message. doesn't sound very encouraging. But the reality is this morning, whether you're rich or poor, single, married, divorced, young or old, it's inevitable that at some point in your life, you will face troubles or burdens in one way or another. They can be individual challenges, things that you're going through in your own life or in the life of your family. Sometimes as a church family, we go through these these times where it just feels like, man, we just seem to be facing some some struggles, some trials right now. I'm great friends with Nate and some of your other staff members here, so I know that you've come through this period over the last few months, year of um, just a transitional time at Great Oaks, and that's been challenging. As a church family together, you've walked through some some challenging times. As a country right now, with COVID and all the division it brings, it's it's a difficult time. And and sometimes we can look at our lives and our situations and think, man, it just seems like there's so much going on right now. In fact, Jesus himself said we shouldn't be surprised by this. In John 16, verse 33, he said, In this world, you will have trouble. In this world, you will have trouble. You don't see that on many bumper stickers. (laughs) Not the most (laughs) encouraging of verses. But the truth is, as I understand it, the promise of Scripture isn't that we will somehow escape hard times, somehow we'll be protected from going through these difficult times. The promise of Scripture is that when we go through these hard times, we don't have to go through them alone. We don't walk through these these difficult times alone. See, I don't think the bumper sticker, God won't give you more than you can handle, I don't think that's exactly true. But when I read Scripture, I think a better version of this bumper sticker will, God will help you handle all that you've been given. God will help you handle all that you've been given. And that's great news for us this morning. That should be liberating and freeing for some of us this morning who just feel like, man, I just feel like everything's coming at once. I think I could handle this, or I could handle this, or I could handle this. But the fact that all of them are happening at the same time, I just, I'm feeling overwhelmed. But the truth is that God will help you handle all that you've been given. And here's how I think we can experience that in our life. I think there are two very simple ways that we can experience the help that God wants to give us. And that is that we can depend on God and we can depend on God through others. 
That's it. It's, it's super simple here this morning, but there's still going to have to be a, a switch that, that goes on in our mind, where a decision we'll have to make, because we are going to need to make that choice to depend on God. We're going to need to make that choice to, to depend on God through others. Some of us want to, you know, I got this, I'm going to fix this, but sometimes it's going to need to say, I need, I need some help in this situation. When it comes to depending on God, the scripture is full of promises that while they were written thousands of years ago, I believe are still just as true for us this morning as they were back then. In Psalm 46 verse 1, the psalmist wrote, God is our refuge and strength, always ready to help in times of trouble. Not sometimes, not occasionally, always ready to help in times of trouble. Whenever we go through anything, God is there. He's ready to help. And here's the great thing. That was written thousands of years ago by a psalm writer in the Old Testament. And yet hundreds of years after that, Jesus himself comes along and continues to teach this same truth. So much so that Peter, one of his closest disciples, having lived alongside Jesus, having understood who he was and, and understood God through Jesus, he said in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7, Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. We can depend on God. The psalm writer reminds us, Peter in the New Testament reminds us, this morning we sang a song that said, peace over me. He sings peace over me. I wonder how many of us this morning have come from a situation that as soon as worship ended, we started thinking about it again. Unaware of the fact that we were just singing, God, peace over me. I need to depend on you through this difficult time I'm going through, through these burdens that I feel like I, I can't handle. Peace over me, Lord. I need your peace in my life right now to get through this challenging time. The great thing is that even though we can depend on God, we can also depend on God through others. That's why I love seeing this room full of people here this morning. If you are new to Great Oaks, if you're watching online this morning, you are part of this community, you can experience God through others. You can experience God through people in this room. I'll give you a great example. Um, earlier on in this year, so back in February of 2020, um, my dad's back in England and uh, he's had some health stuff going on and we've not got to see my parents in, uh, well, since March. They, they left in March of 2020. They were here when everything started to close down. So they changed their flights. They flew home and we hadn't seen them in over a year in person. So I was kind of worried about my dad's health. So I booked a trip to go back and see him. And uh, right around that time, my wife suddenly had a kidney stone and it was uh, real painful. So she went and they said, you're going to have to have surgery to remove it. So it became pretty serious. And so she was bedridden for a while before and after the surgery. I had to change the flight back. But then uh, once she was recovering from the surgery, I was able to go. It was just a chaotic time for us as a family. Um, at the same time, we had a, uh, a staff member at Connect who um, had a great opportunity to uh, go to another place. So he was leaving us. And he was a key staff member. So that was kind of shaking things up a little bit of the church. Just leading the church in the midst of COVID and everything that's going on was just a challenging time. And I felt like all these things were going on. I just, I really felt myself like I was in this place where I feel like God's given me more than I can handle. I, I don't know that I can handle all of this. 
But this amazing thing happened. So Casey, my wife, when she was recovering from this surgery, uh, we had someone in the church. She was a friend of ours. She kind of set up this meal train, and she said, hey, we're going to help you guys out. And for like three or four weeks, people signed up on this meal train and just kept bringing meals. So during the time I had to leave, and then even while I was gone, people were looking after her. And some of you this morning might say, oh, well, <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. You're the pastor of the church. I mean, who's not going <laughs> to sign up for that meal train? But I want to tell you something this morning. The people that signed up were all the families in the small group that we're a part of. Casey and I were in a small group, a, a life group at Connect. Those families signed up. Staff members who I work alongside, people who I'm close to at Connect. And it just reinforced and reminded me how great it was to be a part of a smaller community within a larger community. And I was talking to Nate. I know that you guys have life groups here. Uh, I know you have wonderful opportunities to serve. And I want to encourage you. If you've not yet, maybe you come on a regular basis on a Sunday. Maybe you're watching online. You've yet to come on a Sunday in person. This is awesome, and you're going to grow in your faith, and you're going to get to, to know more about God. But there is something about being connected at a greater level. Sometimes that you can't experience just on a Sunday morning alone, that, that by joining a small group or by serving and being part of a team here within the church, you get that connection. And, and it's wonderful because you'll grow in your faith, and you'll make some new friends, and that's awesome. But here's what will happen. When you go through a difficult time, there's a group of people who are aware of that and want to step in and just love you and support you through that. Or, better still, you might be one of the people that gets to support someone else when they go through a difficult time. Because we can experience God through others. Paul wrote to uh, a church in Galatia, and he said in Galatians 6.2 that we should carry each other's burdens. That's one of our responsibilities as followers of Jesus is to come alongside people who are in a position where it just feels like God's given me more than I can handle. The bumper sticker light. <laughs> this is a lot. We can come alongside, one on each side, and just kind of help lift them up, encourage them, support them. As a guy, uh, I'll often talk to other husbands and dads, and uh, this, this happens a lot. Ladies, you may not understand why this happens. It just happens. We, at some point, we get talking about grills and grilling, cooking meats. It's just something guys talk about. I don't know why. Uh, it's always difficult for me because I'm always intimidated because I always find myself talking to somebody who's an incredible chef or outdoor cook, and they'll talk about their green egg or their um, smoker, uh, you know, whatever it is, and how they cook, and they've got apps that connect to their phones and gadgets, and I'm like, because oh, I've got a Weber grill. It's like this black bin thing, and I go to Kroger, and I buy bags of charcoal, and, and that's how I cook my burgers. And I happen to think that burgers just taste better on a charcoal grill. I'm old school like that. But um, here's one thing I have learned cooking on my old Weber grill is I'll pour that charcoal, and I'll spray the lighter fluid, and I'll light it, and I'll go inside, and I'll come back out later, and it's great because it's all starting to glow orange, you know, and it's like hot, and you know it's ready to cook. But inevitably, there'll be one or two little charcoal bricks that just fell off to the sides, and they are still completely unlit. They're black. They're just off to the side like that. And the reason is because they just fell away from the rest. I'll use my tongs, I'll grab it, I'll put it back on top. And you know what? Within minutes, that charcoal brick has started to come to life and light up. And I think about that sometimes in the church, and especially at Connect. You know, I'll look and I'll see some people, and you can just see that they're part of a group or they're part of a, a team. You know, and you see that light, that heat that they're getting from one another. And then there's just one person over here, and I just want to say, ah, I love that you come on a Sunday, but you know, if you just 
come over here, you'd experience so much more. And I think God wants us to experience that kind of community, that kind of experience where we carry each other's burdens. God doesn't necessarily promise that he won't give us more than we can handle. But he will help us handle all that we've been given. And you know what? If you're here this morning and you're currently not going through a a difficult time, you may be tempted to think, well, I'm all right. I'm not sure that I need God's help. I've got this. I don't need God. I don't need God through others. But as we close out this message, let me just remind you that all of us at some point, as we look at the cross, need to remember that there will always be something that we can't handle on our own. That's what the cross is. It's a reminder to us all this morning that however self-reliant we think we are, however much we think we can do this, we'll never be able to do enough to reconcile a broken relationship between us and God. And God knew that. And God loved you and me so much that he didn't want to leave that undone. So do you know what he did? Paul tells us in Romans 5, 6, when we were utterly helpless, Christ came at just the right time and he died for us sinners. Whatever you're going through this morning, we all need God. Even if it's the most basic level of saying, I need God to rescue me. My relationship with with God is broken and Jesus, in coming and dying for me in my place on the cross, rescued me. In my brokenness and helplessness, God sent Jesus for me. So whether you're going through a challenging time right now, or maybe you just need a reminder, all of us need God. And that's okay. That's okay to need God, because He loves that. He loves it when we, we turn to Him and say, God, I need you in my life. I've tried so hard to fix this. I've tried so hard to work this out on my own. I even felt like some of the reason I tried to do it is because I I didn't want to believe that you'd give me more than I could handle. And maybe I'd made a mistake somewhere along the way here that I needed to fix. But the reality is sometimes it feels like we do have more than we can handle. And God's like, but I'm here. I want to help you. I want to help you handle all that you've been given. You just need to turn to me. You just need to accept my help. Let's pray. Father, on behalf of us all this morning, myself included, we ask you to forgive us for the amount of time and energy we spend trying to fix things in our life, trying to figure things out, trying in our own self-reliance to, to, to uh, get things back on track. When sometimes, God, you are just, you are right there. You're right there, Lord, just, just willing us, Lord, to, to, to reach out to you to lean into you. Lord, you want to speak peace over us, Lord. Why would we not want to turn to you in the midst of the storm and the chaos? A God who wants to speak peace and bring peace into our lives. Lord, sometimes it's hard for us to admit to our friends and our loved ones that we need help. But that's what the church is for, Lord. That's that's the beauty of being a part of a church, Lord, is we are surrounded by people who love us dearly and want to help us through those difficult times. To help us, Lord, to be real and to be honest. 
because God, I do think that sometimes we end up in situations where we seem to have more than we can handle. But I love the idea, Lord, that the bumper sticker should read that God, you will be with us. You will help us handle everything we've been given if we just turn to you. So help us to do that, I pray this morning in Jesus' name.